Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of Stephen Furtick's message about letting go and trusting God. Here's Stephen. Let me go back to Matthew 4. Jesus said, it is written, men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So then the devil, he does something that I was, I was very interested to study this out. And if I've preached on this passage ten times before, I apologize to the other ten that I never pointed this out because I never saw it. We always assume that the enemy comes to us with lies, and then we quote the word of God, which is the truth, and then the lies go away. Okay, fine, whatever. But many of us love God too much to just believe a lie if we see it as a lie. And so then what the enemy does is he presents you not with a lie, but with a truth. The next thing the enemy does to Jesus, remember, he's hungry, he's in a weakened physical state, he's, he's on the verge of three years of ministry that will shake the world and overturn the Roman Empire. He's in, he's in a period of preparation. He knows who he is. He, he not only knows truth, but he is truth. And so the enemy knows that the only way that he can fight truth is with truth. And I promise you, I'm not just trying to be confusing. A lot of times, what the enemy will attack you with is a truth. A truth. And in this particular instance, the devil took him to the holy city, verse 5, and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. The enemy doesn't attack Jesus with a lie. He attacks him with a Bible verse. He quotes to Jesus Psalm 91, verse 11 and 12. He quotes the Word of God to the Word of God. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. That's true. That's actually true. This is not made up. This is not imaginary. It is, it is, it is the word of God. It is the truth. So here's what I'm realizing in my life. A lot of times I'm not deciding between a lie and the truth. A lot of times I'm stuck between two truths. One is the truth of my situation, and one is the truth of my revelation. I told you, Holly, this was going to be the best one. One is the truth of what I'm going through, and the other is the truth of who's standing with me in the fire as I go through it. So I've got two truths. I've got two truths. And what Jesus said was, was so powerful. When, when the enemy tried to get him to turn the stones into bread, he said it is written because he knew the temptation to turn something into something that it's not. A lot of times we try to do this with relationships. We try to turn them into something that they're not. We, we turn people into our God, and, and we need their approval more than we need God's approval. 
And then when they disappoint us, we lose our hope because we tried to turn stones into bread. You know, some of us try to turn money into security, but your trust was never supposed to be in resources. Your trust was supposed to be in the one your help comes from, the source. You were supposed to lift your eyes to him. Your trust was never supposed to be in the stuff. Your trust was supposed to be in the source. But when you don't know the truth of who you are, you will try to turn stones into bread and you will try to live off of people's compliments. And then so you die by their criticism because you tried to turn it into what it was not. And you trade the truth for a lie. And you trade the truth of God's, God's assessment of you for someone else's opinion of you. Serving created things rather than the Creator who is forever blessed. Amen. Romans 1.25. I love what Jesus said. I never saw it before. Did you ever see it, this before I preached it at 9.30? I never saw it. Because first time he said, it is written. But this time he said something different. He said, verse 7, it is also written. What you just said is true, but I know something truer. It's true I made some mistakes in my life, but it's also true that my greatest mistake has the potential to become my greatest miracle. It's true, but it's also true. Somebody shout, it's also true. Come on, shout it from Riverwalk to Roanoke. It's also true. Paul said, I'm, I'm pressed. It's true, but I'm not crushed. See, I know how to stand between two truths. One is what I'm thinking. One is what I'm feeling. One is what the doctor said. One is what I'm experiencing. But it is also true. I'm not crushed. I'm persecuted. It's true. But I'm not abandoned. It's also true. I'm struck down for a minute, but it's also true. I'm not destroyed. I'm, I'm lonely, but I'm not alone. I'm, I'm weak, but he's strong. I'm poor, but he's rich. I'm It is also written, I've got a better word on the situation. I did it, but I'm not it. I got a new truth. I got a new truth. I've got a new truth. That means I, I know the difference between my truth and my story. So when Jesus was confronted by the Jews, he had a conversation with them about truth. And, and it says that many of the Jews had believed in him because of what he did, but they didn't fully understand who he was. And, and they were putting their faith in him, but, but they were still attached to the old story. The old, the old story. You know the old story, the one you tell yourself about why people reject you. And, and you did it as a means of survival. 
because it is sometimes easier for you to reject yourself in advance than to put yourself out there and risk rejection again. So when you can't touch the bottom, you, you tell yourself a story for, for survival. It's called prejection. It's when instead of dealing with the reality of rejection and healing from it, you begin to tell yourself a story about how worthless you are. And now you stay alone because to really be loved requires vulnerability for the sake of connection. So you would rather stay stuck in an old story than embrace a new truth. And Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, watch this in John 8, 32, he said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now see, the second part of that does not work without the first. You will know the truth. This is not a propositional statement. This doesn't mean you will be able to quote the truth. To know the truth is not to quote the truth. It's to trust in it. It's to, it's to trust in the truth. And what you trust in is what is true to you. That was Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick, Let Them Miss You, Let Go, Trust. You can also find out more information at his website, stephenfurtick.com. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.